You're listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast, your number one source for everything hunting, shooting, fishing, and a little bit of politics. Sit back and relax as we interview some of the most experienced outdoorsmen in the industry today, where you'll learn valuable tips and tricks to make you a more successful hunter, shooter, and fisherman. Here's your host of the Australian Hunting Podcast, Jason Selms. Welcome back to the Australian Hunting Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Jason Selms, and well, well, this is episode 25, Hunting Pigeons with Saw No More's Neil Hunt. Welcome back again for episode 25, the quarter century of podcasts under the Australian Hunting Podcast banner the best hunting, shooting, and fishing radio show in Australia. Now, you might be thinking, Jesus, Jason gone crazy? Pigeon hunting? What on earth are you talking about? Well, I haven't gone crazy just yet, but uh, definitely check out sawnomore.com. And Neil Hunt is the president and CEO of Saw No More Decoys. And many years ago, Neil and his friends there at Saw No More decided, you know, during their you know off-season of duck hunting and goose hunting, uh, it wasn't possible to decoy in pigeons because they used to drive past all the grain fields, dairies and see all these pigeons. And just like over there in the US, we have the Columba livia, which is the feral rock pigeon species. And uh, just like over in America, there is no season and no limit on uh, feral rock pigeons because it's an introduced species and uh, Neil and his friends over there have made several videos for YouTube that are absolutely amazing of them decoying in pigeons. There's also a few people, uh, a few guys over there in New Zealand also hunting pigeons as well and if you actually just type in uh, pigeon hunting NZ you'll see a few of the guys there hunting pigeons over barley stubble in New Zealand and some of these guys are, you know, as well as Neil's group at Saw No More are shooting about you know anywhere from you know 50 to 3 or 4 hundred birds in you know one morning in one afternoon absolutely amazing and uh Oh, it's, it's interesting because I wonder why pigeon hunting hasn't actually taken off over here. I mean, we've got a lot of agriculture, we've got a lot of dairies, depends on what area you're in, and uh, it's just scouting and getting out there. And when you see these pigeons decoy, I mean, it's absolutely amazing because I know like in Victoria, there's a lot of guys down there and, and women that love duck hunting. Uh, and once you get your limit, that's pretty much it for the day. But what is if you could go out there, get a couple of decoys, set up, and, and shoot, you know, anywhere from, you know, say uh, one to three or four hundred pigeons in one day. I mean, that would be absolutely amazing. And, and they're definitely doing it. And we have heaps of pigeons over here. I mean, we don't even hunt them. So it's definitely something new for me that I'm really excited to get out there and try myself. So a fantastic podcast we've got coming up for you with uh, President and CEO Neil Hunt of SawNoMore.com. We've got the uh, AustralianHuntingPodcast.com.au webpage coming up. Also, you can check us out, Australian Hunting Podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, AH Podcast. If you want to send me an email, you can at AustralianHuntingPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, while you listen to this podcast, go on, you know you want to, jump on iTunes, rate the uh, podcast five stars, and also leave a comment. That would be really appreciated. So come on, what are you waiting for? Leave us a comment, leave us a uh, rating, that'd be fantastic. And uh, when I was actually on iTunes this morning, I noticed the uh, sports and recreation category uh, with the subcategory of outdoor. We are actually in the top 30 uh, on the outdoor iTunes list there. So that's absolutely fantastic. But if you don't have iTunes and you're not sure how to use it or whatever, that's fine. You can jump on stitcher.com, stitcher.com and uh, download their either iPhone, Android application. So it covers all the pretty much the phones these days. And you can, or you can listen to it just online if you don't want to download the iTunes software. You can and listen to it straight from the Stitcher website. So, fantastic. Don't forget to check out my website, aussieferalcontrol.com.au. Share the Australian Hunting Podcast with your friends and family on your Facebook pages, your Twitters. Love uh, that you guys are getting uh, the information out there on Australian Hunting Podcast for me. Always appreciate it. And I always appreciate all my listeners as well. I mean, without you guys, this podcast wouldn't be what it is today. We wouldn't have hit the uh, big 25, and hopefully I've got another 25 to hit the big 50 as well. Uh, don't forget donations through PayPal. Uh, at the moment, until the website goes live, you can check out aussieferralcontrol.com.au. In the uh, right-hand side bar on the widgets bar, there's actually a link there to go to donations, but I will also be putting it on Twitter and on the Facebook page as well, so you can look for it there. So I'm excited. 
this is actually one of the you know, podcasts that I really enjoy doing because you guys love on you know I love wing shooting. I mean, if I can like start hunting pigeons on, you know, I mean, soon actually it would be in state forests as well, but as in uh, public and private land, but mainly on public land. If you can find the areas that pigeons are going to, they decoy in, and you can pick up uh, the decoys at sawnomore.com. I know in four weeks Neil is getting the silhouette, the new silhouette flat decoys up, so they'll be cheaper to ship. But if you you want to spend the money and get the hard body decoys, he'll certainly help you out there and also get some motorized decoys if you go on cabelas.com the american website you can pick up a few mojo doves the new voodoo doves out now and that's basically a motorized spinning wing decoy i've actually got two of them and i've just made an order for another one as well and that gives life to your setup with the spinning wings and the the, the white the white flip flipping of the color of the wings as it spins it's certainly going to help you out in calling in and uh, decoying and uh, those pigeons into your setup so I guess let's get into this interview because this is you're actually really going to enjoy this. So let's rock this show. Without further ado, let's get into my interview. Pigeon hunting with Saw No More's Neil Hunt. Hello, this is Neil Hunt from Saw No More Decoys. We are going to be talking about pigeon hunting today. And you are listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast. All right, Neil Hunt, uh, welcome to the Australian Hunting Podcast, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on my show to talk to us about uh, pigeon hunting today, man. Thank you. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. I'm excited to talk to your listeners about what this pigeon hunting is all about. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So I guess tell us, um, you know, how did you personally, I guess, when you started growing up, did you get into hunting? Was it, you know, you, maybe, you know your dad hunted? Was it a family tradition or how did you actually just generally get into hunting? I can personally say no one in my family really hunts. It was uh, my best friend growing up. He, all of his family loved to hunt, and he introduced me to hunting. And we started to hunt, you know, um, when we were about seven years old with, you know, pellet guns, BB guns. We used to go out and shoot, you know, little sparrows. And we even went after pigeons when we were about, I would say, eight, nine years old. And it just kind of took off from there. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, uh, how old were you when you started, like, I mean, the, the, yeah, the decoying of pigeons and, uh, uh, how many years, I guess, have you been hunting the pigeons for doing, doing it like that? Um, we've been hunting pigeons strictly probably, what is it now? About 12 years when we were about, about 14, 15 years old, we would get dropped off by our parents over at a big old feedlot and some dairies that, um, that my family had some personal friends over there and they would tell us to come out and shoot all the starlings and pigeons more for a pest control type of thing. Um, and so we would, we would bring, you know, four boxes and my mom would drop us off in the morning and she would pick us up uh, in the afternoon or evening, but we would just go out there and do a lot of pass shooting on starlings and pigeons. And then after a while we started to, we started to go after more of the pigeons because after, we would shoot up um, into a flock of them, and one or two of them would drop out and hit the ground. You would see a couple pigeons swing around and try to land with the dead one. And so we started to pick up that those pigeons actually decoy very well, dissimilar to like a duck or goose coming into some decoys. Like they started to decoy very similar. So we started to, you know, focus on pigeons after a while. And then after a couple of years, we didn't even shoot starlings anymore. We were just strictly going for pigeons. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, what's the as we were talking about off the air? What's the type of pigeons uh, you've got hunting over there? Because over in Australia here, we've obviously you know it seems like a bit of a worldwide species of the feral rock pigeon or the Columba livia, which is I guess the uh, technical species name. But uh, is that the main species you've got over there that you're hunting? Yep, that's what we do. That's that's the species that we're going for. Is it's just that feral rock pigeon, and you can find those rock pigeons wherever you look. I mean, we're we're selling decoys all over the world just because this is one bird that you can find all over the world. So, yep, that is correct. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, we've got, probably like you guys do over there as well, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a hell of a lot of pigeons over here. And funny thing, it, over here, it hasn't, I mean, I know a few people that, like, do the odd hunting pigeon, you know, say in... 
you know, like a barn. They might shoot them, you know, the, the feral pigeons go in a barn or, you know, maybe they're in like, uh, you know, maybe uh, in the roof of properties, in like houses and stuff like that. But uh, I guess where did the idea of start to hunting pigeons, especially like over decoys? Well, that's why we honestly hunt pigeons is, is I mean, we're huge duck and goose hunters. We're big wing shooters. Um, but you can only shoot, you know, ducks and geese and some doves during, you know, October through January. And so we were just sick of being bored, and we were sick of, honestly, using dead pigeons as decoys. We would, you know, in in one hunt, we would uh, save all the pigeons, and, you know, if if we got 20 birds, we would save them in a big bag, bring them home, put them in the freezer, and then, you know, the next time we went out, we'd grab that big bag and then set up the frozen one as decoys, just because no one made a feral rock pigeon decoy. And so since we loved it so much and we were sick of sick of saving the dead birds, we started to get into some prototypes of some homemade pigeon decoys. And then after a while, you know, it blew up. We started to put some videos on YouTube, and everyone loved it. And so we just started from there and got into it. But we just love how pigeons decoy, and we love the thrill of the hunt. Um, we love how there's no season on it here, um, no limits. And so it's just, just a hunter's dream to go out and to do it just like any waterfowl, but there's really no rules on it. Yeah, I mean, that's how I originally uh, saw you guys first, actually, was from, uh, you know, YouTube as well. And uh, when we, we've got heaps of pigeons over here. We've got them, you know, probably like you, you do over there. You've got them in your cities. They're a bit of a scavenger-type animal. Um, but I guess also, too, in saying that, how did the concept of uh, uh, getting Saw No More put together? I mean, how many people are involved in Saw No More? And um, how did the idea of one day you just thought, oh, let's, let's make a company, let's start selling decoys? It was just one of those things where it was just lots of baby steps, and, you know, we didn't know where it was going to go. We were mainly doing it just because we loved to do it. Um, it was just one of those things where, you know, at our full-time jobs, me and me and a buddy, we would sit down, and, you know, during the slow times, we would just talk about pigeon hunting. And then, you know, one thing led to another, and then we thought, you know what, i got a video camera at home. Why don't I just come out and film you? And, we throw a video on YouTube and see what happens. And so that's where it all started was we just made up just a little homemade prototype, you know, one dozen decoys, and we filmed it, put on YouTube, and people were commenting on the video saying, well, where can I get those decoys? I really want to get into this pigeon hunting. Um, and that's where it all started really is it's honestly just for fun, and that's what we, and that's what we love to do is just, you know, this is what this is what we've always dreamed of doing, and it just kind of turned out to be something better and more than what we could ever expect. Absolutely, uh, I mean it's not probably not probably not a week or two that goes by. You might laugh, but this is a hundred percent true. Like when I'm not hunting myself, I just love wing shooting. Probably you know like like you guys do over there, and uh, you know I've, I mean I watch your videos probably every fort. And I'm like, man, I wish they'd come on, upload another video, upload another video. And then when I saw I saw your video, you just probably uploaded maybe uh, last week. Where I think it might have been with Andy, I think, and you guys are you know uh, you know you had you got like three shots, or was it three shots, five birds, and then you tried to beat him at the same uh, same thing but you didn't win that one <laughs> yeah yeah I, we just barely had a big old hunting contest here in the u.s um and that was just part of it that was just a little uh scene that we threw on there just for some viewers but yeah that was an amazing time we ended up uh sore no more ended up killing over 500 birds in one day but that was phenomenal yeah, speaking about, I guess that probably does go into my next question. Uh, I know you've had your pigeon hunting competition, so h- how did that go? Has there been any any declared winners yet? Or yep, there was. Uh, yep, it ended uh, last week, and it was phenomenal. We had lots of good groups come out. We had a good shoot. We got lots of people into it that haven't ever done it. Um, that was the main focus. Is hoping that a couple of buddies that's done it before would bring out some people that's never done it. And, and a lot of people got in lots of wing shooting, lots of, lots of retrievers got brought out and retrieved over, you know, a hundred birds in one day. And it was, it was great. We had lots of, lots of fun, um, videos that we got sent to us afterwards, but 
Um, but the guys that end up t- uh, taking it was actually um, local people that we've hunted with, and they ended up killing almost 300 birds. Yeah. So who is it? Was that was it based on the winner? Based on how many birds, or you guys just picked it randomly, or how did you pick the winner? Yep, that was it. Is whoever can kill the most birds from sunrise to sunset took the cake. So us at Sorno Moor, we went out. We weren't part of the competition because we were putting it on. Um, but we wanted to kind of be part of it and see how many we can kill. Um, so we killed a ton of them, but we weren't part of it. But the company was this uh, outdoor hunting addiction, which is local, and they put together a great team and pounded pounded the crap out of the business. Yeah, I know. And uh, I guess, I mean, I know a lot of people over here, they, they do hunt a few pigeons, like, as I said, out of, like, barns and off roofs in, you know, like, agricultural areas. But, I mean, uh, talking about decoys and and pigeons over in the in, in America, in the States over there, I mean, is it is it taken as, you know, a legitimate type of hunting, like, as in decoying pigeons? Because, I mean, over here, nobody's doing it. And we've got, you know, we've got that many pigeons. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um... Pretty much how it is right now is it's still it's still new to a lot of people, believe it or not. Um, it's it's starting to blow blow up. Um, you know, over the last six months, it's been pretty hot. Um, there's we just had a huge article in a huge magazine here called Outdoor Life, and we had a we had a five page article in there. It was the main article, and everyone called us i mean there was non-stop phone calls orders for the last um for the month that came out and ever since then there's been lots of people contacting us um you know people watching us on youtube we've been on the hunting channel here but no people take it is this is for real this is something that i can go out and do in the off season this is something that my dog can you know do in the off season so it doesn't get out of shape or lazy that i can get my dog out have you know several hundred retrieves in a week or two and this is this is the best thing you know since the first uh, part of duck hunting or goose hunting and so it's being taken really well it's um it's definitely something still new and really we're still introducing it to lots of people here in the u.s and but it's going great yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So let's say if a hunter, you know, he wants to get out, he wants to hunt some pigeons, tell, tell tell the listeners, I guess, what sort of places pigeons tend to frequent, you know, is it, you know, open fields, thickets, cornfields, dairies, just tell, you know, where would they start looking if they wanted to, you know, they wanted to hunt pigeons? Um, well, I'm just talking for right around here in Idaho, over here in the USA, but, um, where we go looking is, you know, where lots of cows um, hang out because that silage um, that those cows are being fed have lots of grain in them. Um, and so, like a dairy, like dairies or feedlots, they, you know, pigeons swarm by the hundreds to those places where they can find that silage and pick out all the grain out of the silage. Um, and so, dairies, feedlots, um, another huge thing is right in August or September when all the wheat fields, pea fields, corn fields are being cut, that's when a lot of the pigeons will come out and you'll find a you know, a field that has five hundred pigeons in it. And that's a that's a phenomenal hunt is when you can get in a wheat field full of tons of pigeons. Um and we have lots of good barn shoots where we go look for barns or abandoned buildings to where those birds are roosting at night and and some have 500 birds roosting in an abandoned building out in the middle of nowhere and so we'll set up our decoys you know 50 yards away from that so when they come out they decoy right to our decoys and so those places uh, another huge place is if you can find lots of cliffs because they are called the rock pigeon they love they love cliffs they love rocks they nest by the thousands in cliffs and so if you can find some cliffs and find a dairy or a feedlot right next to a cliff or a wheat field, you know that's going to be a hot spot for pigeons. And so that's just a couple pointers for any listener that wants to start going and scouting for those birds can actually go and start focusing on those type of places. Yeah, so is that the best way to scout for them? Just, you know, get in your, get in your car, get in your, your, you know, your pickup, head out there and just find out where they're roosting and where they're feeding at? 
Correct. That's the only way to do it. I mean, that's it. It does take time once you do find a spot that there is lots of birds. You got permission to do it. I mean, that's eighty percent of your hunt. If you can get where the pigeons are, that's most of your hunt already. So yes, it definitely starts when it comes to scouting. Just drive around, look around, and you'll find places if you if you look hard enough. Yeah, are your feral rock pigeons over there going a little bit off track? But are your feral pigeons over there? I mean, obviously you've got them in the agricultural areas, but like over here, we've got a ton in the city as well do your do your pigeons over there like often hang out in the city limits as well like you know scavenging for food like they do over here we don't live near any huge cities um so local uh or locally we you know we don't see them in big cities but we have lots and lots of customers that order decoys and they call us and they say they live outside or they live in or just right outside of a big city and they are hunting, and they're hunting pigeons um, that are coming out by the thousands out to fresh, uh, fresh cut, you know, wheat fields. But they're all coming from the city, and so those people are sitting, setting up all their decoys right outside of city limits in a field, and they're and they're just running traffic, and so they're they're decoying thousands of birds as they're flying out of the city, and I've heard multiple stories that that's how people are doing it. Yeah, that's amazing, absolutely amazing. So, yeah, good good stuff, excellent. Uh, so I guess uh, in saying that, what's the best time of day to hunt the pigeons, you know, like uh, especially, you know, is it, if it's getting, you know, if it's in the warmer part of the year, uh, is the morning the best? Is it, uh, you know, say lunchtime starts to drop off a bit and then better in the afternoon? What's generally um, the best time to hunt them and start setting up? It depends what you're hunting. And so if you're hunting... If you're hunting to where the pigeons are feeding, then you've got two main points in your day that you can be set up and really hit it hard and be successful. And so if you're hunting a dairy where they're coming for food, uh, let's say sunrise is at 8 o'clock, you want to be set up by 7.30 and hunt till about 10.30. And so that three-hour gap is going to be your hot spot for when you're in their feeding um, places. Um, and then again, let's say sunset is at eight o'clock p.m. You wanna you wanna be there from about three to six, and so that's a that's a good afternoon shoot for if you're hunting any place where they're feeding. Um, and then if you're hunting like a barn or they're roost to where they're roosting, it's the opposite. And so right. I would say going off the same hours, you're going to be looking at going from about 11 to 1 and then from about 6 to 8 if you're hunting the roost because you want to get those birds when they're coming back to the roost. Don't be set up right on the roost, but be set up 50 yards from it so when they fly over your deep boy spread, they see all the pigeons on the ground and they'll come right in. Amazing. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I guess, do uh, what sort of groups? I mean, are pigeons, you know, generally traveling in. Is it, you know, groups of say ten to fifteen, or fifty to a hundred, or two to three hundred? What's their, what size groups, or does it just, does it just vary depending on time of day, or? Well, the groups that I've always seen um, out of my days of hunting, uh, honestly, it's usually around ten to fifteen. Those are on on average. Of course, there's going to be groups of three. You can see singles whip by. Um, you can see groups of hundreds. But the most common group seen around here is about 10 to 15. And and if, but if if you're hunting an area where there's cliffs or maybe right outside of a big city to where there's thousands of birds, you could find. I mean, I'm sure you can find flocks of a couple hundred coming out. But for at least here, we see groups of 10 to 15, and ideally our favorite group is around, you know, 4 to 7 um, because you don't want to educate the big flock. So if a big flock comes in and there's 200 of them, you know, you can only kill three or four out of that. And so usually we like the smaller groups so we can put a hurting on the smaller groups instead of educating the really big groups. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, I just I, I love watching your videos, man. I think there was one there too, and uh, I'm not sure if you know which one I'm talking about. But uh, I don't. Know, I think you're on like a, a grain field, like a silage or grain field, and uh, you might have brought uh, one of the companies with you, I think, and you all, all had ground blinds on the side of the field. Uh, no, 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 sorry, you didn't have ground blinds. You were all behind the thicket. I think there was about six or seven, and they all came in. There was probably, I don't know how many, like two, maybe 200, 100, 150, and then you all started shooting. You just like It was like one of your teaser trailers, and then you had like, I think you, 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 know, you put the herd on like about probably 30 or 40 of them in one hit. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a greenfield hunt we had, and there was you know there was five thousand pigeons hitting this cornfield, and they were all coming out of those huge cliffs that were about a mile away, and so those birds were getting up you know half an hour before sunrise, and they were hitting this cornfield hard for a week, and so we we snuck in there one morning and we knew it was going to be a good shoot, but that that particular group of pigeons that you're talking about. They circled us a couple times, and they landed right outside of our decoy spread and sat there, and we're all whispering behind the weeds that, when should we take them, when should we take them? And then all of a sudden, we just all counted to three. We were like, one, two, three, and we all stood up. The pigeons got us about two, two, two feet off the ground, and, you know, there was, there was eight shooters, and so we had so many, so much lead in the air. But, yeah, we, we had to <laughs> kill 30 pigeons just in one jump it was phenomenal wow man i'm so jealous neil i'm so jealous man really <laughs> so, so uh i guess what's your uh speaking of that what's your what's your record of most uh pigeons uh either yourself or or the or you know say a group of shooters that you've been with what's the most pigeons you've shot say in a day well I, well that hunt i just uh talked to you about about we're in the in that cornfield full of five thousand that was for the amount of time that we were out there, that was the best hunt we've had. And we've never had that many birds show up to one place ever. Um, but we killed 256 pigeons in two hours. Um, and that was with eight shooters. Um, but that was the best. It was nonstop action for two hours. And that was, that was phenomenal. But just the hunt we just had with the contest, we piled up 554 in one day. Wow! Um, but that was but that was between two teams at two different locations, and so it you know a good shoot. I mean, you're you're looking at around you know two to three hundred birds in one day is, in a, is a phenomenal shoot. That's a great shoot. It's amazing too because uh, when I've seen a couple of the videos too, and and this is not just uh, you guys that saw no more too. There's a there's a couple of videos on YouTube for some uh, there's some guys over there in New Zealand down just across the pond from us in New Zealand, and uh, they're hunting pigeons uh, there as well over um, barley stubble, which is I guess some type a type of grain over there. But uh, it's amazing how sometimes when even in your videos I've seen it too when you you shoot the pigeons. Uh, like if you were shooting at ducks, for an example, they just fly away and they never come back. But often you'll see the, 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 the feral rock pigeons, they, they come around, you shoot at them, they fly away, and then they seem to come back around to the decoys again. I mean, what's that all about? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I'm still wondering that myself. Um, but, but correct, I totally know what you mean. I mean, I don't know how many times we've, you know, we had you know, a group of four or five come in and we end up killing three of them and two of them fly off. We're like, dang it, we almost had those two. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, get your guns ready here to come back. They'll come back, decoy again, just like they've never been to our decoys before. So they're fluttering over the decoys, at, you know, two feet off the ground. And we're like, you've got to be kidding me. And then we'll just smoke both of them. And so it, it's crazy. Amazing. Absolutely, man. Oh, as I said, I'm just so jealous of what you guys do over there. But uh, hopefully, as I said, by this podcast too, we can start getting, I mean, we, uh, pigeon hunting over here is an untapped resource. I mean, there's so many of them, but I guess people just don't really know that you can you can actually decoy them. But uh, amazing. But I guess that gets into our next question. If we're going to, uh, uh, we'll talk about decoys in a minute, but uh, uh, is it purely just, you, you, yeah, the shooters being there and the decoys. There's no mouth calls or whistles or anything whistling the pigeons in. Purely just visual decoys. Correct. For at least right now, you know, you never know what the future holds. But uh, 
But for right now, all what we're doing is setting up decoys, and we usually have a motion decoy or two of them. And so that is pretty much what we do is have a couple motions, you know, have we set up between six and eight dozen of the Sorno more full body decoys, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it probably does get into my next one as well. But uh, uh, say, uh, obviously, we're using decoys. That's the best way to get them to come into the stands. But uh, uh, how, as we'll talk about, like how how did you guys realize, uh, you know, like how effective these decoys would actually be on pigeons? Well, we've obviously, as I talked about earlier, I mean, we used dead ones, and we knew, and we knew that those pigeons decoy better than any other bird that we've ever hunted and so our first soar no more our first official decoy was when we had a dead pigeon on the ground we stood right over the top of it and took a picture of the pigeon's back and and anyone that's been following us has seen our video of our first hunt we've ever had with that decoy and so what we did is we printed this copy of this pigeon this dead pigeon's back, we copied it and made a flat decoy that laid flat on the ground with the pigeon's back on it. So pigeons would come out, and on our first hunt, they would come out and see that that profile of the pigeon's back, and they would decoy to that. And so, and it's 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 phenomenal how easily pigeons decoy. And so when it came to our new Sornomore rock full bodies, there was no question that they were going to be that every pigeon would decoy to them because there's different color variations. There's motion stakes, so they move in the slightest breeze. I mean, we thought of everything to make the hottest pigeon decoy out there. And so there was no question that those pigeons would decoy to them. Absolutely, and you guys might be uh, quoted as the pioneers eventually of uh, getting getting the you know the U.S. citizens into pigeon hunting, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, let's talk, let's talk about still talk about the uh, static decoys before we get into say the motion decoys. Uh, let, let's say your, your static, you know, your full bodies or your your flat lay down decoys with as you, uh, which I've seen on some of your previous videos. But how many how many decoys would you of static decoys would you say would be um, what can you get away with and what's appropriate to 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 yeah you know, to start your first pigeon hunt if you've got pigeons in the area? How many would you use? I mean, you can always start out with with one dozen and work your way up. But I would start out with, you know, no more than less than 12 decoys. Um, and honestly, if you have 12 decoys where the pigeons want to be, you will decoy them. Um, but, you know, as anyone that hunts, you know, birds over decoys, the more decoys, the better. And so you can always work your way up. You know, of course, we're hunting with, a lot more than that just because, you know, they're available to us. So, um, but obviously the more decoys, the better. I mean, any bird that flies over, you know, a hundred decoys is just going to bomb right in. And so, but you can start with one dozen, no problem and kill birds and then work your way up from there. Yeah, exactly. Good, good, good stuff. So let's say you're using the decoys. Uh, I guess this might be just your opinion as well, but what distance can pigeons be decoyed in? I mean, how far can they see those either, you know, static decoys before they'll decoy in? I mean, is it like, you know, have you got to have them within, say, 30 or 40 yards or can they see decoys? You know, say you know two, three, four, five hundred yards. What's generally you know from your from your your experience hunting? How far can they? How far have you seen them come in? Oh, all the way up to three to five hundred feet. I mean, I've seen those pigeons drop when I can barely see them in the sky, and I can, and I have honestly seen their wings be brought all the way to the side of their body and free fall within five seconds, and they are interspread landing. And so those pigeons, they can, they can see. I mean, those pigeons, they know exactly what they're looking for. I mean, those are, those are pigeons that have something ingrained in their head where they know where they're going each day. Um, and so when, when you're where they want to be, you can see a pigeon from a mile away, and then he will see your decoys because he's looking for them. He knows where he wants to be, and he's going there. So I have seen pigeons from as far as I can see, decoy right in and so 
it can be all the way from as far as the way that you can see all the way to 20 yards. I mean, they will come in. Absolutely. I mean, let, now let's get into some of the good chunky stuff as well, meaning the uh, spinning wing motion, uh, you know, motorized decoys. I mean, over here in Australia, um, we can't use motorized decoys on ducks, actually, in like ducks or any type of bird. But because pigeons are classified as a feral species, just like they are over there, an introduced species, uh, uh, the States is exactly the same as here in Australia. There's no season, there's no limit, so we can actually use motorized decoys. So um, how important is it and how many motorized decoys? Because I know I just, um, I, I made a few purchases from Cabela's myself and they, they shipped me over two uh, Mojo Doves as well. So, um, and I think I read on one of your posts too on Sorno More, it might have been on your personal Facebook page about they're actually probably going to be bringing out a Mojo Pigeon. So I guess, can you talk about that and how important and how many motorized uh, uh, Dove, uh, sorry, Pigeon, I should say Dove, <laughs> Pigeon decoys do you actually need? And, and, and are they like a just, are they like the cream on the top? Are they just the best thing just to you know, bring life to your setup? Absolutely, yes. I mean, the the motion decoys, and and we've been using Mojo products for years. Um, great company over here. And what it's, it's really the topper to everything. I mean, those decoys, it's the motion decoys that gets the pigeon's attention from 500 yards away. I mean, they see that little tiny flash from that far. That catches their attention, and all of a sudden they see all the decoys around them. And so for for us that for us using the motion decoys it's it's a it's a huge factor. Um we usually use I would say around two on average. Sometimes we only set up one, sometimes we set up three. Um but for people that aren't using the motion decoys or can't use the motion decoys, we we always use dead birds as throwers. And honestly, they work phenomenal. So what you usually do is you usually go up and grab, you know, five to six dead birds, bring them on your side, and then when the pigeons are coming and kind of circling and looking at your spread, grab one of those pigeons by the wing and whip it all the way out in the spread and have it fall on the ground, roll on the ground, and pigeons will come in every time. Oh, no way. Amazing. It's funny that because um, normally, and this probably gets into that too, if you've got a lot of dead ones on the ground, is that detrimental to your setup, meaning it's bad, or is that good? Because I know when we hunt sometimes, you know, if we go out bush here in Australia and you've got, you know, we're hunting, say, uh, crows or ravens or whatever, once they see a couple on the ground, mate, they're out of there. They're not coming back. Is it just totally the opposite with pigeons? So what I mean is if they see dead ones, on the ground the more dead ones just the 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 better they'll decoy uh absolutely yes i mean <laughs> we'll end up starting out with you know 80 decoys on the ground and then at the end of the hunt we had we have 200 you know decoys on the ground just because of all the dead birds and so we always leave we always leave the birds out there they decoy phenomenal when it comes to dead birds on the ground but one thing you might want to do is every time you shoot or after 10 minutes of shooting, go out there, grab all the ones that are belly up with wings out, tip them over, put their wings on their side, and make them look more like a decoy. Yeah, I know, good stuff, mate. So let's talk about camouflage too. I know I've seen you guys hunting over there in the, the dairies and the feedlots with just you know normal casual gear on. Well, is camouflage important when hunting pigeons, or it doesn't really matter? It depends where you're hunting. If you're hunting... Um, out in a cornfield, wheat field, right off a weed line, yep, then camouflage up. Um, get your blinds light out, do everything you need to to cover up. Um, when it comes to feedlots or shooting a barn, um, depends on your surrounding. I mean, if you're surrounded by lots of cows out in the feedlot or dairy, just wear lots of black. Um, you want to blend in. And so if you're hunting around cows and you have camouflage on, it looks okay. But if you have, you know, pure black on, you'll disappear in the cows. And so that's kind of what we do on dairies or feedlots is we dress in dark clothes um, usually. Uh, but when it comes to cornfields, wheat fields, dress just like you would if you're hunting any other bird. And so camouflage is definitely necessary. You just got to match your surroundings wherever you're at.
Yeah, and what's the what do you say that you, know, you guys hunt a, you know, a lot of different areas? What do you find the most successful uh, areas to hunt? Do you find the yeah you know, the fresh cut fields, or do you find the dairies are the best? What's the what do, or, or you know say say a roost or, or or a rock wall? What's been your most successful experience with, and what's the best places to hunt? Well, there's two different answers for this one. Um, our our bread and butter place to hunt our are you can always go to this place and always kill birds is going to be your dairies and feedlots. There's always pigeons there regardless of the time of the year, regardless of what's going on. Pigeons will always be on dairies and feedlots. And so that is their bread and butter that we can take anyone there to and be successful at. Um, the best shoots are fresh cut fields. I mean, on dairies and feedlots, we have to kind of worry about where we're shooting you know, if 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 a bird gets too low, we can't shoot it because of the safety of the cows and everything. And so there's definitely a you know only a time and a place that you can shoot on those dairies and feedlots without you know ruining anyone's equipment or anything. Um, but when it comes to fields, if you have a field full of a thousand birds and you know you know and 50 birds come in, there is you don't have to worry about anything. I mean, it's just free shooting. You can shoot as many times as you want, not worry about anything. And those are always the funnest because you actually get to get your blinds all weeded up and hunt them just like you would when it comes to any other bird. So two different ways of doing it. And one is my favorite is Bill's and the other one, when it comes to being successful all the time is dairies and feedlots. Excellent, man. Do you normally? I know you said like I mean, like here, there's no no season, no limit. Do you normally give it a bit of a break when say duck or goose season comes up, or or do you just hunt them literally all year round? Um, no, I mean during during the first part of duck or goose season is hot. I mean this is when all the fields are still down. This is when you can find lots of birds still hitting you know cornfields, wheat fields, bean fields, and so, yeah, we definitely don't give up during that time. Um, that's pretty hot. During the winter time, the dairies and feedlots are still being hit really good. And so it just all depends. We do not take a break if there's pigeons in, you know, a good number um, out there to be shot. So uh, I would say we we probably take it a little bit slower when it gets really cold, um, just mainly not because of the lack of birds, just because it's, stinking cold outside i don't want to really get up and do it so um <laughs> yeah. there's always there's always a time to do it it just it's so nice when you can get up on a spring morning summer morning fall morning and be very comfortable while shooting pigeons so it's only usually the winter months when it's really cold where we'll decide to pass up on a hunt but there's never a time where there's going to be less birds than others yeah, I think I saw in one of your videos too. It uh, snows over there where you are in Idaho, Nampa, Idaho, aren't you? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's good. All right. So uh, you know when you're on the say feed lots or in the fields, you know, and you you know you're waiting for the pigeons to come in. How important is movement, say, uh, when trying to decoy the pigeons? Just be dead still, or you know, do they are they got very good vision to be able to see you from a distance moving? Is it important to be as still as possible while they're coming into the decoys? Absolutely. Um, movement's always a big thing. Um, and again, it just all depends. I mean, if if you're wearing black and there's cows all around you walking around, movement isn't is crucial because they are used to seeing black things moving around. And so if we're walking around with the cows, I've had pigeons almost land right on my head because I'm walking through the decoy spread and and they don't realize what I am. And so in in that case, not necessarily. Um, if you're still, again, that's always the best situation, no matter where you're at. But if you're out in a if you're out in a wheat field and you're moving all around in the ditch bank, you're not gonna you're not gonna decoy them. Um, they they do pick up on that stuff. They can see very well, and so in that case, you definitely don't want to move. If you have layout blinds, use your blinds because they really can't see you moving around in them. Um, but yeah, stay still as often as you can. Absolutely, good, good advice there, mate. Good advice. So let's let's get into some uh, 
extra juicy stuff. Let's talk about uh, what we're going to hunt them with. Uh, shotguns, obviously. So, what's the what's the best gauge of shotgun to say use for hunting pigeons? And what are what are you what are you folks using over there? We're using twelve and twenty gauges. Um, I personally use a twelve. My partner uses a twenty, and so it just all depends what you're most comfortable with. Um, if you are a wing shooter, you don't have to switch your guns to shoot pigeons. So I would just use your gun that you're used to normally shooting any type of birds with and use that gun just because you're comfortable with it and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, we're using any, we're using 12-gauge, 20-gauge. I've Lots of people have posted on our Facebook that they use 410s <laughs> yeah. and 12-gauges. You know, 12 gauges are just too much for pigeons, and so it just all depends really what what you want to do. And so um, pigeons obviously can be taken down with 410, and and so you can go all the way up to 10 gauge if you want. So it's you know any any gauge that ever whatever you're comfortable with will work. But personally, most of us use 12 gauges. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I just watch as when you you know I watch your videos when you're shooting them over there, and some of the some of the best shots, you know, the ones I'm talking about, where they they just hit them dead on and just like smoke the pigeon, the, the you know the feathers just fly everywhere. I love those shots. They they they're some of the best shots, especially when they're caught on video. Absolutely, and and I think a huge key factor, regardless of what gauge you're using, is is your chokes that are in your gun. Like how tight is your pattern? How wide is it? Um, and so obviously, um, we're using a middle class one. We're using close to what we call over here a modified choke. Um, it's it's right in between that tight and that really wide skeet shooting pattern, and so it's right in there. Um, so just I would try out a couple chokes first, but you know, a couple people over here use a really tight one, and you can definitely tell that when a single bird comes in and then blows and into a pillowcase i mean they're i mean it is it's too much fun to watch birds get really close and just get cleaned up after <laughs> i love it man i love it I, I just watch them all the time and boom you know and then especially when the ones they're just like stone dead and they just you know that you see them the, the feathers just poof you know and then, yeah, it's like it's just like smoke you know it's amazing yep this this last hunting contest that we just had there was one bird in particular that, since you bring this up, this is the only bird that's popping in my head, but this bird was honestly hover and they were it was, they were it was a single bird came in between the decoys and us and it had to have been ten feet away and me and my buddy ended up shooting exactly at the same time and that bird was probably ten feet out of the decoys, closest to us, and that decoy or and that bird ended up on the other side of the decoys after we shot it. It was forced back like twenty yards in like three different pieces. It was <laughs> absolute. It was crazy. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, but I guess also speaking about shotguns too. I mean, we've got fairly strict uh, firearms laws over here for what types of firearms we can you know own, especially you know in the shotgun range and the different type of actions and stuff, but what, what are you guys using over there? You know, like side-by-sides, under and over, semi-auto, pump shotgun. What's what's the best and what what do you think is good? Or can you use anything if, if somebody's only got, say, a side-by-side two-shot, is he going to be able to go out there and kill pigeons too? Absolutely. I mean, if you have two shots, make those two shots count. Um, we end up, I think most of us will use either an automatic or a pump. I think that's what I mainly see in most of all the pictures that um, get sent to us. And us personally, um, we use automatics. Like, actually, my buddy uses a lot of time an over and under. And so it just all depends what you like shooting. I personally like having more shots than two just because I can um, <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> I, and I have five. I have five shells in my shotgun ready to go, so I don't have to reload as often. And so I personally like the automatics. Um, so it just per, it's all personal preference. But yes, you can kill pigeons with a single shot if you bring out a single shot. Just make every shot count. Exactly. That good advice. Good advice for the for the budding pigeon hunters that are wanting to get out there. But uh, let's talk about shot size, mate. What's uh, 
Uh, what's the best shot size to use when you're shooting pigeons, and what weight would you say in those particular cartridges? I would say, you know, a, a good shot size is anywhere between six shot and eight shot. Um, my personal favorite is seven and a half shot. Um, I've always shot in seven and a half shot for doves and any bird around that size, and it does them in. Um, we've shot in six shot a lot, and we love six shot. It's a little bit bigger. Um, so it definitely hurts them a little bit more. Um, you know, when it comes to weight, I love around one ounce. Um, that's a great weight to use, and um, that's all we've really used. We haven't gone much uh, bigger in pellets. We've always, the the biggest size we've used was six shots. Probably the most common size we use is about seven and a half. I was going to say, yeah, because I mean, over here in Australia, the because the you know the the one ounce or twenty eight gram one ounce of seven and a half shot is you know pretty popular for skeet and you know sporting clays and that type of stuff. That they're actually probably the most best priced over here. So uh, hunters wouldn't go wrong using say an ounce of seven and a half at all. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's honestly that's where we started out. Is we didn't go and buy any special shells for pigeons. And we really still don't. Um, it's we've always used that the less expensive type of trap load, and we've used the really expensive stuff. And do we see really a difference in that? Not really. The only difference I see is when I'm shooting a nice box of high brass, you know, lead load. At the end of the day, the only difference is my shoulder is sore. And so sometimes I recommend the low base if you're going to be on a high on a high mass pigeon shoot is because your shoulder doesn't get as taken out as hard. So you definitely don't, you, you don't have to have the most expensive shells, not at all, because we've hunted on most of our years with the cheapest shell we can find. Yep, and uh, what's uh, what would shooters, let's say that yeah, you've got pigeons coming in, and let's say they're coming into the spread, but they might be fading off and they're not coming right into the decoys. Is it something, is there, is there anything they can do that they could be doing wrong that they, say, shouldn't be doing? Is there any th- few little tips they should be doing if, say, pigeons are fading off from the decoys? Um, there's always something that you can change up if pigeons aren't coming in. Definitely your hide. Um, if you're moving around, if your decoys are or yeah, are too close to you, you always want to keep them about 30 yards away from you just in case you move. They don't pick up on the movement as easy. Um, when it comes to your decoy spread, um, definitely makes a big difference. Um, always have your decoys um, with a landing zone. Um, it, if you can use motion decoys, put your motion decoy where you want your birds to finish. Um, wind direction's huge. Um, pigeons will always land into the wind, and so if you're if you're sitting um, with the wind with the wind in your face, so pigeons are going to be coming from behind you, and and if they can see you first before they see your decoys it's it's not a good thing. So if you need to switch around and go to the opposite side of your decoy, so when birds are fighting the wind coming in, they're coming to the decoys first and they don't have to fly over your back. Um, and so and so switch that up according to the wind. Always play the wind in a huge factor. Um, make a little opening for the pigeons to land in your decoys depending on the wind direction. Um, pigeons around here like to feed in tighter groups. And so go go watch how pigeons are feeding um, in your area. And if they're feeding tight, put your decoys tight. Um, make a little opening, put a motion decoy, see what type of or see what wind direction you have. Set up your blinds on the opposite side. Um, just kind of all play it um, while you're setting up. But if something isn't working, just really study what's going on and just try to pick, you know, pick out the little things that could be going wrong switch it, wait till the next slot, and see what happens. Exactly. No, mate, fantastic advice there. So just the last couple of questions before we sort of finish off, uh, Neil. Uh, what's the best way to, say, set up a stand? Let's say you, you're going to hunt in the morning. Is it, uh, yeah, with, let's say you don't want to spook the pigeons, you know, that you, you know you, that are in the area. Is it best off to, you know, in the morning get set up when it's dark? Um, or it doesn't really matter. You can get there while they're moving around and set up and then get ready. It doesn't really matter or...? 
you could do it both ways, but I always hate showing up to an area and having a flock of 30 birds already where you want to be. Um, I, I always want to be set up, ready to go when that first flock of pigeons come out. Um, just, you know, a hunt that we had two weeks ago, we got out there and there's already pigeons flying around just because we were late. Um, that's always the worst feeling to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that, but that hunt that we had when we were late, we set up decoys, got ready. And while we were setting up decoys, those birds saw the decoys and were circling around us. And so once you're hidden and once you're ready, they'll come back. But there's something about being late to a spot that just bugs me. And so I really want to be there before the first flock shows up. Uh, excellent. Uh, good advice, uh, Neil. Thanks for that. Uh, excellent. All right. Um, so do you guys, this is probably a bit of a funny one, actually. I mean, it might not be funny to you guys, but it might be to us over here. But do you guys, like doves, uh, some of the, the the city pigeons can be, you know, you know, the dirty sort of scavenger type pigeons. But the ones that are eating the grain, do you guys breast them out and eat them, or it's just throw, you know, use them for decoys and throw them away? Do you is it you actually eat them or you don't bother? It's it's yeah, it's definitely where we're killing them at. If we're if we're hunting them out of dairies and feedlots, we definitely don't eat them. Um, we we donated lots of pigeons to you know, people around the area to food banks several times before. Um, but when it comes to eating pigeons off of dairies and feedlots, I don't eat them. Um, some people might, but, but personally I don't just cause they don't smell right. It's just, it's, it, it's not for me. Um, but when it, but when it comes to shooting them out a nice fresh cut wheat field, then they're coming out of a barn. Um, those ones taste just like a dove. I mean, those ones taste good, um, so it's definitely personal preference what you want to do. Um, over here in Idaho, it's not illegal to throw the birds away because they're more of kind of like a pest. And so in that case, do whatever that you want to do. I think some birds can be eaten, and they do taste good. Some you probably probably don't want to eat, so... That's kind of what we do over here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when I was over in, uh, probably back three years ago, I was over in Texas in uh, Waco, down down just south of Dallas there, and we, we went on a uh, dove hunt, man, and we, you know, we, we breasted them out after the hunt, and we went home, and then we, you know, we marinated them, and, you know, in like a soy sauce, then we like wrapped them in bacon, then barbecue sauce, right on the grill, man, mm, can't go wrong there, beautiful. <laughs> that's true, and, and, and that's how we, and that's how we do it. Whenever we eat them, is is anything with bacon tastes phenomenal, and and, and that's probably my favorite way of doing it too. All right, Neil. So tell us, mate. Tell us a, a story, say about one of your, you know, uh, memorable hunts. You know, one that sticks in the mind of uh, Neil Hunt to this day. One that he just enjoys thinking about from time to time. Um, my favorite hunt, honestly, was probably the day that that Mojo Outdoor TV came down to film us. Um, this was about two years ago. Um, this is when we were still new. This is when it, this is when it was still really, really small. Um, Mojo Outdoor TV, and for any of you that don't know who Mojo is, Mojo's, when it comes to the motion decoys, they own the motion decoy market. Um, so, so, so this was a huge TV show that was on the, the Outdoor Channel, and they contacted us, wanted to come down and see what this pigeon hunt is all about. And so we did a lot of scouting. We had phenomenal places to go. Um, we we had a good shoot lined up. And so when they got down here, they had no idea what it was all about. They just knew that the viewers would get a kick out of what what was about to happen. And so, you know, having having two days with with the president of Mojo down here and their whole camera crew, um, and killing, you know, killing 200 birds with them while they were here and having them decoy, you know, flocks of hundred decoy 10 feet away from people that have never done it. There's nothing better than to watch someone someone's face when they're seeing pigeons flutter all over the place place and you can look over and they're blind and kind of see how they're enjoying it and they just have the biggest grins on their face going you know you got to be kidding me how is this really <laughs> happening uh, and and so hunts like that is just phenomenal and that one always uh, 
has sticked out in my mind, and that one will always, um, just because it was just a huge, memorable experience seeing the reaction on their faces going, I cannot believe that I'm on a pigeon hunt in lab blinds with decoys, and I'm killing pigeons. And afterwards, they have never experienced something like that. I mean, they, they have, they've gone duck hunting, and they killed seven birds apiece at their limit, but they've never done nonstop shooting all day. And just, it was phenomenal talking with them all day and hanging out with them, and that was that was a blast. I love that one. Yeah, absolutely, man. That sounds like, man, that sounds like I'd love that too. It's almost like uh, Argentina dove hunting in your backyard. It's exactly like that. I mean, I've told people, you know, no more, you know, no more Argentina. It's not necessary. I mean, you can you can get decoys, get all set up, and, you I mean, people have pigeons. Pigeons live everywhere in the world. I mean, you can find pigeons, and so why pay a ton of money when you can decoy them right in your own backyard? Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, do you have any more, before we finish off, do you have any more, like, um, plans for Saw No More? Any, like, um, new decoys coming out? Any future expansion plans or anything like that? Yep. Um, here in, uh, in about 30 days, we have another shipment um, coming here. We have lots. Um, we have the flat decoys coming back. We we first started out with flat silhouette decoys, then we got rid of them once we got our full bodies. Now they're coming back because a lot of people want them. Um, so we're coming out with the with the flat silhouette decoys in the morning dove, collar dove. We have pigeons. Um, we're getting decoy bags for the full bodies. Um, we're, we're getting actually, it's called the new Soar No More Chum Decoy. And so this is a four foot by five foot circle of a pitcher of corn. And so this corn you can actually lay out in the middle of a granary or a feedlot. And it's just a big yellow pile of corn. And so <laughs> really? All this uh, yep, so we set all those decoys around this thing of corn, and if you find, like, a big rock, you can set it underneath this underneath this vinyl um, matted corn, and so it actually looks like a pile, and you set a lot of pigeons scattered around that, and we've been using a prototype over the last several months, and those pigeons, they see the big group of pigeons around that yellow grain pile, and they just suck right into it. We are we're coming out with that um, in 30 days, and those those are the new products coming out. So, man, sounds awesome. Tell us about where yeah. You know, if people want to, let's say that first off, let's say they want to buy your decoys, uh, they want to buy a couple of DVDs you got on your website. They want to you know ship over some decoys. Uh, where can they go? How how can they do it? Who can they contact? Give us uh, all the details. Yep, um, the best way is just to go to our website. I mean, it all starts right there, and that's the easiest access, and that's www.soarnomore.com. Um, we have videos on there that you can watch. You, I mean, all the products you can go look through. You can order them right there on our website. Um, when it comes to everything you would want to know about pigeon hunting is on our website. We we have pages full of how do you pigeon hunt. Pretty much everything we talked about today, you can find on our website. Um, but we have videos. Um, we have one main video that's on our website that we sell that just that just shows the the meaty and the juicy part of pigeon hunting, and that's a phenomenal movie to get. Um, but yeah, when it comes to decoys, um, any type of accessories, any type of or no more gear you can get on there with that website and order it just right there all right so neil so what about for say the international customers say like myself here in australia if some of the some of my listeners they go listen maybe the full bodies might be a bit expensive maybe not depending on the shipping cost and as you said before you're bringing out the flat silhouettes now um, they might be cheaper to ship so for people want to get a bunch of them do you ship you know all around the world to your international customers yep most places we will ship and so we have sold decoys in Australia, and and we've shipped them to them. I do have to say that the full bodies, I mean, it's in a decent-sized box, and so it's not cheap to ship. Um, so that's the only disadvantage of that. Um, but since the new but since the new flat silhouettes are coming out, 
Um, we can we can actually ship them in a lot smaller box. You can get three dozen of those, and it's still in a pretty small box. And so for any international customer, I would recommend if you want to stay on a price point and you got a budget in mind, I would start with the flat ones. And if you really start getting into it, I would go ahead and spoil yourself and get, and get some full bodies. But that's what I would recommend to anyone, you know, outside of our country ordering decoys. Perfect. All right. And if people want to find you, they want to they want to email you or Facebook or Twitter or what are you guys on? How can they how can they keep up with the photos? How can they interact with you guys, say, on social media networks? Yep. I would say if anyone wants to personally email me, please do. It's um, my email address is Neil and that's N-E-A-L at com. And so pretty simple there. Um, if you want to follow us, the best way to do it is on Facebook and YouTube. If you want to know what's going on with Soar No More, if you want to know what products are coming out, if you want to know just the meeting and gritty part of Soar No More and everything we do, Facebook is a great way of doing it. If you if you're more of a if you're more of that viewer type, YouTube type that want to see um, with your own eyes what this pigeon hunting is all about, I would just Google Soar No More on YouTube, and I think we have 30 to 40 videos on there, everything from when we just first started to two weeks ago with the latest video. And so it just depends what you want to do, but I suggest following us on Facebook and getting on YouTube and seeing what this is all about. Yeah, any more videos proposed for YouTube? This is mainly for my benefit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I Honestly, we have so much raw footage we have we have not even came out with just because it's just one of those factors of just too busy to to do all to do everything at once and so we have so many videos that we're going to be putting out on YouTube once we get a split second to actually do it and so yes we have tons of good stuff and really good hunts we have not even that that our viewers haven't even seen yet what can you do i guess you you guys are too busy hunting having a good time <laughs> yep i mean i mean that's just it is is we we don't want to get overtaken with business and totally shut out our hunting life and so yeah it definitely it, it definitely will it'll happen it's just a matter of time all right neil man thanks for coming on the show man i just uh really appreciate your time in uh coming you know and yeah, you know, chatting to my listeners and uh, getting getting the word out there on the uh, pigeon shooting because, as I said, it's it's something that hasn't really, I guess, caught on over here in Australia. And I guess, as you said, it's really starting to you know build up in the states and become you know starting just starting to blow out and become very popular. And uh, mate, we've got pigeons everywhere here. We've got them in cities. You've got to, we've got them in barns. We've got it. Uh, I haven't been to any dairy, but I assume with all the grain, we'd probably most have, likely have them in dairies as well. So it's, it seems very similar, and the species is also being the same so i mean people can also get out there and actually give this a try and um you know uh, give you guys a call or give you guys an email and when you're uh you know your flats your flat silhouette decoys or you if they want to buy even by the full bodies i mean they can do it and they can get into this they can try it and you know start that wing shooting you know all year round if they want so man it's appreciated that you've come on and given us you know an hour of your time today man to chat to me about uh pigeon hunting and uh hopefully man you have a good day so i appreciate you coming on the show buddy well thanks jason for having me and i hope that we got all the questions answered to any fellow pigeon hunter that's wanting to, you know that wanting to get into this new sport and i'm glad i was able to get on here and get some little excitement underneath everyone's belt and feel free to you know call me anytime and we can go from there absolutely thanks for coming on mate appreciate it all right thanks jason You've just been educated, and this is the Australian Hunting Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time.